the impeachment hearings are in full effect right now. They are continuing throughout the week. They're happening right now. But since we checked in last week, a lot's gone on, and we want to make sure that you all know the latest in Washington. And that includes what's happening in the Supreme Court and DACA. So we brought in an expert. Diallo Brooks is here. and He's online. Senior Director of Outreach and Public Engagement of People for the American Way. He's going to get us all caught up. Diallo, welcome to Vocalo. How are you? I'm doing well, Joe. How about yourself? I'm doing well. My head is spinning, honestly. It is quite a time to be paying attention to politics. <laughs> I want well, to. You're not alone. I know. I oh, trust me. We're all. Everybody in the office is just kind of walking around in a daze right now. Before we take a, a deep dive here, what are some key takeaways that you got from the televised hearings uh, this week? Did we learn anything that we didn't know before? Well, I mean, I think the key takeaway uh, this this week actually was uh, the the ambassador to the European Union actually testified, Gordon uh, Sunland, and uh, kind of really dropped a bombshell, really admitting that the president, uh, at the president's direction and through Rudy Giuliani, the president's personal lawyer, uh, he moved forward with a pressure campaign against Ukraine that he himself called a quid pro quo. Um, and that campaign was to get the Ukraine to, uh, to open up investigations that Sunland now admits uh, would be a political benefit to Trump. And so all the stuff that Trump has been denying, uh, we hear the opposite from those that are testifying. We heard from the president himself yesterday. Uh, what did you make of that presser? I mean, you know, the president always has an alternate, uh, alternate narrative for everything, um, even when the facts are, are not in his favor. So, I mean, you know, he continues to do what he always has done. Um, even before he was president. And so it's hard to take seriously uh, uh, any of the comments that he makes um, because they're not necessarily uh, factually based. And so, yeah, he's going to try to slander. He's going to try to put down anybody that speaks out against him. Um, but as we've seen through this, uh, through the testimony that we've seen so far, it, very, it really contradicts uh, a lot of what, um, of what Trump has said himself. Last week, we asked a different guest which of the many accusations against the president make the strongest grounds for impeachment. And this week, it seems as though the, the, that bribery is the focus. Why is the use of the word bribery an important shift in language here? Well, it's an important shift because bribery is actually specifically named in the Constitution as grounds for impeachment. Um, but while the language has changed, the facts have um, and no matter what you call it, the facts are that Trump tried to uh, condition uh, um, a White House meeting or coordinate a White House meeting and release of military aid for Ukraine, announcing investigations that would help him personally and politically. And we know that that's not what our president should be doing, particularly as it relates to foreign policy, um, utilizing uh, aid, holding aid over the heads of a foreign entity that we have strategically uh, made a decision to support in order to move his own personal political agenda. And so that seems like it fits that definition of bribery in order to get what he wants from a political lens and not for the lens of uh, what's best for this country. Is public opinion on this whole thing moving enough that it might cause some Republican senators to abandon Trump once this hearing, when and if this hearing makes it to the Senate? Well, I mean, I think some of the latest public uh, opinion polls have shown that there's a slim margin of uh, Americans that actually favor uh, uh, moving forward with impeachment or support impeachment. Um, but 
as you really look at the numbers, they really split along uh, party lines. And so, you know, I think the jury's still out. Uh, I think as more folks are, are gathering information, hearing more of the testimony, learning a little bit more about actually what happened, I think um, the opinion is shifting. Now, how that impacts the Republican senators, uh, I think that remains to be seen. I mean, we're hoping that um, Republicans will do the right thing um, as this process moves forward, as the facts come, continue to come out. What are we looking at today? Uh, they're, they're, they're happening right now. We are, we're kind of talking over the impeachment proceedings, but right. what can we look forward to? This is going to be happening throughout the afternoon. Well, uh, there's another, uh, there's more uh, folks that are testifying, and, and notably today, uh, Fiona Hill um, is President Trump's uh, former Russia advisor, and she gave some real important closed-door testimony that the former National Security Advisor, John Bolton, was uh, actually very upset about the shadow, the quote-unquote shadow Ukraine uh, policy that Rudy Giuliani um, and Gordon uh, Sunderland that we heard uh, testify yesterday um, were in charge of. And so um, we're going to hear more from her and some other folks and also hear from David Holmes, who's also an aide um, as well, who overheard President Trump discuss investigations with Sunderland on, the, uh, Sunderland, um, on that phone call back on July 26th. So it's really just a, just a coordinated effort to really just connect the dots, that there's not just one person that heard these things happen, that there's multiple folks that have senior leadership roles um, that, were, that heard these accusations and, and corroborate those accusations about you know, the quid pro quo and the corruption. I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about the Democratic uh, debates yesterday. Uh, lots uh-huh. of people on the stage, and one thing they did seem to all agree on was that the president of the United States should be impeached. Uh, did you get any takeaways from from that? What the fourth or the fourth debate last evening? Yeah, I mean, I thought the debate was interesting. I, I think it was great. Um, I know a lot of folks complain about the number of people that are on the stage for the debate because it gets a little confusing. Mm-hmm. But I also think it also propels a lot of the ideas that folks talk about on a regular basis into the forefront of the conversation for president. And I, and I think the impeachment, I think there's no lines drawn on the impeachment. I think everybody is in favor of the impeachment, but also we're able to hear about racial justice issues, redlining, other things that I think are very important to many communities, particularly communities of color, that don't usually get raised at, um, at these types of debates. So I think it's a good thing going forward. Last week, nine Supreme Court justices heard arguments about the legality of the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program, which protects young immigrants who came to the United States when they were children from deportation. Diallo, welcome back. Thank you for joining us today. Ah, thank you for having me. I realize that a, a ruling here may not come down for a bit, but this is still something we are keen on keeping an eye on. How did DACA's day in court go? Well, it's, it's actually very difficult to tell during the oral arguments. Uh, I think sometimes, you know, you try to read one way or another based on how the justices are responding to the questions, but it's really... Right now, we're not really sure where folks are falling. Um, but what we do know is that um, it will likely come down to uh, Chief Justice Roberts, um, his decision. Um, and he was a swing vote on a recent uh, census case um, where Trump, where the Trump administration toward the court and acted for certain reasons. But when in reality, they, they reacted for um, other reasons um, or they made that decision after the 
they 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 acted. Um, so in this case, it's a very similar situation. They're saying that um, what they're trying to say is that that the doctor recipients that it's unconstitutional, so they have to uh, remove the program. Um, but we don't believe that that's the case, and they didn't make that decision until after they decided to end the program. And it's a it's an incredibly important uh, uh, case mm-hmm. um, because you're talking about young people that were brought to this country while they were children have only known this country for most of their lives, and they're productive, contributing citizens to this country and should be given the opportunity to continue to stay here um, with protection. And so um, it's really uh, almost like a really a human rights case. I wonder what resources there are for DREAMers to prepare for whatever may come down and to be able to inform and protect themselves. Can you help me out here? Yeah, so there's a lot of resources out there for folks to, to connect to um, a lot of organizations on the ground that are doing some incredible work, um, supporting, organizing, um, providing legal assistance as well. Um, a couple of those are you have the uh, National Immigration Law Center. Um, they are working hard. There's United We Dream um, is doing a lot of work. Uh, we also have an organization called uh, Undocu Black. Um, they're, they've been on the front lines doing incredible work. And uh, the American uh, Immigration Law Association uh, is another organization that's been doing some, some great work on the ground. And so folks need to reach out to those places if they need assistance or help because um, they're folks that are, that are really doing a lot of hard work around this. And it's really an important issue, and we all need to be paying attention to and getting involved in and supporting folks. Well, we appreciate you helping us pay attention and helping us shine a spotlight on these resources. And uh, we appreciate the work that uh, People for the American Way are doing as well. We want to get the information out there. You can follow People for the American Way at People4, that's F-O-R, on Twitter. Uh, They are great at posting up all of these resources and making sure that we, the people, are informed. Thank you, Diallo, so much. We appreciate you. Uh, You know, don't don't get a, a neck injury with your head on the <laughs> swivel watching these proceedings today. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot going on, but I appreciate you having me, Jill. Oh, thank you. You're welcome back anytime. Thanks a lot.